Welcome to a brand new episode of Quarantine. It is me, your host. Of course, I'm back with my boy, Rovin Koala. What's up? How's it go? And we got a new guest to the show today, a good friend of ours, one of the funniest people I know, one of the best Super Smash Bros players I've ever seen, and he a decent chef at that. That boy, Chaz, what's up? What's up, Xavier? You really hyped me up, and I don't like that. So I tried to do something nice for you, and this is what you do. All right. Pleasure to meet everyone. Hi. <laughs> Justin, why is he pretending like he don't know who you are? Don't know, man. Don't know. You know I was talking to the people that listen to the podcast, but I guess, you know, three oh. people is already kind of pushing it, right? <laughs> so so today we're going to be talking about spider-man far from home me and chaz both have seen it twice justin i'm pretty sure you've seen it yesterday so i mean i know it's uh fresh in your mind right now right yep and so the question for today is is spider-man far from home the best spider-man movie ever made also i guess you could even say is it the best marvel movie so let's we're gonna talk about some of our favorite scenes from the movie, some things we didn't like. Um, since Chaz is new to the pod, um, Chaz, what is uh, one of your favorite parts of the movie that you've seen? Uh, I mean, well, first off, you know, I mean, just the phenomenal movie, just amazing, absolutely worth seeing it twice. Right. Um, it's hard to pick a favorite part because the movie is just so it's seamless it just it goes from scene to scene so well uh but parts that really stand out of course uh i guess we got to start with i guess the first like villain reveal you know the moment that you know things get big you know when uh dr octopus appears yes i think that's the scene that a lot of people were waiting for or one of the main villains that everybody was waiting to see right um one of the best parts about the fight between Doc Ock and Spider-Man is when he takes his nanotech. I love that scene so much. Well, if we're going to talk about the fact that he took the nanotech, then you got to talk about the part where he actually took control of the arms. That was hilarious. Yeah, so Justin, what happened with that part when he, when Spider-Man took control of Doc Ock's uh, arms? Well, remember, uh, Tony Stark's nanotechs uh, is way more advanced than Doc Ock's arms. So, of course, when he ripped it open, those nanites will protect Peter Parker and take control of those arms. Yeah. Now, what would you rate that um, that fight scene between Doc Ock and Spider-Man? Because, I mean, there's a lot of great ones. We're going to get to, like, the best one, which is uh, Spider-Man versus Goblin, right? But how would you, on a, a scale 1 to 10, Doc Ock versus Spider-Man, what would you say? Oh, that was all 100, man. 100? Come on. Okay. That was about 8. I'll give him about 75. But the fact, you know. He definitely said out of 10. To the, yeah. Definitely said out of 10. to the old fight with him. I mean, it was just really, like, when I think about the first fight, well, you know, the bat one when he actually fights Tobey Maguire. And compared to this one, I was like, this is actually pretty good. This is still as good as, well, Tony Maguire. Well, All except right. 
there's no train, but now Chad, real quick. Yes, I'm gonna repeat this on a scale one to ten. How would you rank that fighting scene? So if we're going like in the movie, I'd, I'd rank it a four out of all the fights that happened. It was it was a four. It was it was an introductory fight. It was good, but I mean the way he won. You know, he pretty much just he didn't beat him. He Stark Industries beat him. <laughs> and you also have to remember he made this technology in like what the early two thousands. Yeah, Stop. I imagine someone in in twenty twenty five or whatever year it is now. With the time skip added on, yeah, of course he's gonna beat him tech- technologically. Pretty much. Yeah. So when you you know what when you put it like that, ranking it um, compared to the other fights in the movie, I might give it like a six. But I see what you're saying. That's that's a great point. Right. Right. Yeah, I, I right. agree with uh, Chaz on that one. Got you. So let's go to you, Justin. What is one of your favorite scenes from the movie? The goblin fight. In the Which hotel. One? Which one? In the yeah, hotel. The one in the- yeah. When they're literally doing all those wrestling moves through floors. All right. That's probably one of my favorites. Now that, that one, I want I'll give I'll give ten out of ten for that one. That was right. that was phenomenal. All right, now we, we can break this down on multiple levels. Let's let's start with Goblin. First of all, first off, slamming him through walls. He power bombed him. Spine busted him through the floor. Uh, he threw him through the glass because remember, the like when it first starts, he kicks him through the glass and then Spider Man webs him and like pulls back in. Um, what's the um, what's some of you guys' favorite parts about that fight? But you know, hold, hold up, let's start it off when Spider Man Spider Sense goes off and okay. he's trying that's... to figure out what's going on. Go with that. Let's start right there. I really enjoy that because again, that's you know. I feel like his spider sense is one of like his most important powers that was yeah. really highlighted in Far From Home to have really uh, evolved past something that's, you know, just an instinct. It, it's become a real ability of his. Mm-hmm. And it's different from like other Spider-Man movies, Spidey Sense. Yeah, because their their spider senses, they always go off like right before it happens or mm-hmm. it, couple seconds he could sense the green goblin's intent but sense that even when he was acting like you know you can you can pretend to hide behind norman osborne all you want but he'll know when you're out there and you're planning on doing something he can sense that Facts, amazing i love that scene and then he webs his hand to the thing and the osborne just switches up <laughs> i love that how his voice changes Norman's on sabbatical. <laughs> I love that, bro. I literally love that. No, can we just can we just say Willem Dafoe? It's wow, amazing. wow, amazing. Just, yeah, and he really and you know Green Goblin was the first. Um, I will I'll say this much: Green Goblin was the first Marvel MCU villain because Spider Man came out before Iron Man, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, yeah, yeah. So that would make him the official MCU villain, even though you know it wasn't officially part of the MCU. Yada yeah. yada. But the fact that he not only came back to Green Goblin, but really played on Green Goblin was amazing. Right. And look, here's another one because Norman Osborn was killing it when um Doc Ock says like he asked Norman, he's like, "What are you doing?" He's like, "Quiet, lap dog." 
Oh, I love that part too. <laughs> he be talking mad shit, bro. Well, yeah. I mean, that's that's kind of the point. And you know, I feel like it really makes me want to watch the first Spider-Man movie with uh, Tobey Maguire uh, to like get a more of a feel of uh, Green Goblin and what he really represented. Because, like, is he is he Norman Osborn's greed, his dark side, a split personality, or is he something like trying to like put into words what his existence is? You know what I mean? I think it's the um the formula that he took. I think that's messing with his mind. Just like the same way when Doc Ock's uh, arms malfunction, they also kind of mess with his mind. Yeah. So, Justin, since you're the one who brought up this fight, um, what's some other parts you like about it that stick out to you? Let's see. The death of Aunt May was... That's... Uh, you know what? We might have. We probably should have started with, hey, guys, major spoilers ahead. Maybe y'all may not want to listen to this. Oh, yeah. I'll put it, I'll put it on the title. Yeah, because... Hey. Oof. That would if suck you, if people hear that, yeah. yeah. If, you haven't, if you haven't seen it by now... It's, it's only been, what, two, two weeks? Two weeks. And it's and been... And where we live at, it's been extremely sold out everywhere. Exactly. So it's kind All of... Right, go ahead. Yeah, I'm sorry about that, guys. I was like... I was going with the flow. But... uh Another thing that stood out to me was, uh, well, that was one of them, but I think uh, Xavier's going to cut that out, hopefully. Uh, no, nah, go ahead. And the in battle, no, the part where Ned gets um, starts using magic to open the portals. That okay, was- but but hold on. You hit a big scene a second ago. I really do not want to skip over that. The death of Aunt May. Oh, let's yeah. Really, yeah, let's really talk about that. Uh, Chaz, go ahead. Talk uh, about the emotion you felt when she was hit with the damn glider. I mean, when like when she was hit by the glider, you of course you get flashbacks to uh, Spider-Man 1 when, you know, the glider was used, you know, ended up killing uh, uh, Norman Osborn originally. But the main thing was I was... I was like, okay, maybe she's a little hurt because she got back up and she was talking to Peter, but you could tell the way she was talking. She, she, she looked so out of it. And she was shaking too. She was, yeah, she was shaking. And like, you didn't want to think the worst, but then she just, she fell. Mm. And, you know, you can, you can understand those emotions. Like you absolutely feel it. It's, it, it's heartbreaking. It's heartbreaking to watch that. But at the same time, it's necessary. And, and it's sad to say this. It's necessary in order for Spider-Man to become the hero he is. Yeah. Because See, I was, yeah, I was no. about to say, are they going to play us right now? When she hit, got hit with the glide, I was like, okay, she's dead because her back should clearly be broken. But she got up. So I'm thinking they're trying to trick us right now. And instead of just giving like an immediate death, a slow death. And when she stood up, that's what I was like, okay, bro. She's not that glider is made out of like metal. How can she possibly get up? And like you said, she was talking funny and shaking. 
And then she just collapsed and it was like, oh, like, this is it. And then, you know, when he was talking to Aunt May to tell her to get up, that reminded me of Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man when Gwen died and she, um, he kept telling her, come on, get up, get up. But here's another part. Why didn't he pick her body up? Well, I mean, it's, it's, well, so the way I see it, a lot of emotional things are going on. I mean, all the villains are out there. So, like, Spider-Man-wise, I have to go do something. My Aunt May is dying. My Aunt May is dying. I don't know what to do. I'm in full-on panic mode. I'm not connected to the Stark system anymore with a suit. I, mm. I don't know what to do. I Should I move her? Should I keep her there? It, no, I shouldn't move her. Again, Peter Parker is a genius, so he probably does understand all the functions of the human body and what to do. But he's in shock. His aunt's dying right in front of him. Mm-hmm. And so, I were in that same because I was actually thinking about it the second time I saw it. I was like, he could, like, you would think, oh yeah, no, pick her up, web sling her to a hospital. But I mean, the force behind web sling, you shouldn't move her. She should not be moved at all. Gotcha, gotcha. What about you, Justin? What else stuck out uh, stuck out about that scene? Uh, well, there's the um. About to happen, helping out a bunch of villains in the non technically secure area. Because I would not trust the Green Goblin. Technically, I think, don't think, um, what's his name? Oh, yeah, Peter of that world understood the dangers of those villains. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those things were, those weren't, <laughs> those weren't like common. Uh-huh, laugh them all feelings. Villains, they're... I mean, they were twisted, but these were some powerful villains in all through, in both those universes. Well, think about think about this. He like they beat Thanos. Like when you when you when you defeat the guy that snapped half the universe, you kind of you kind of get that confidence. <laughs> it's not. Well, it's not yeah, it's but thing. he didn't end up beat Thanos. He dude, he got blipped out right with them. No, but like beating Thanos should made him think, huh? Maybe I should understand that there are people a little bit more powerful than me out there. I don't have Tony to back me up, or or call somebody else from the um, Avengers. It can still give you. It can still give you a good confidence to say that we defeated a guy who uh, took out the half the universe. It can still boost your confidence, though. Well, yeah, yeah. but he was stuck. He was. Five years. He wasn't the one who was. He still came back and fought, though. He still came back and helped. I'm not saying he personally defeated Thanos, but he played his part in the war. That can give you some part. And then you have Far From Home. He did stop Mysterio. He messed up and he stopped Mysterio. He, he, He knows how to deal with villains, but I would agree that Green Goblin is on a whole other level. He, It's not about, like, good or bad. It's Good and insane. Green Goblin is insane. He cannot be reasoned with. Yeah. Well, you can't reason. You can't reason with his split personality. Yeah. That's what I'm other, and, and here's another part. Yeah. If you kind of think about it, Aunt May kind of led to her own death when she told Peter to help out Norman Osborn when he already said, "Like, we just need to get these guys back, and we can just." 
spoofed them back to their universes, but she didn't. She convinced them not to. Well, no, you have to remember, Peter did want to save them anyway. But yeah, but he but he was willing in the beginning though just to get rid of them. That's yeah. why he ran to the feast because she said he's here. Well, I think he was also like really worried about Aunt May as well. Oh, of course, of course, yeah. But if she wouldn't have told him that, I think he would have just zapped yeah. them back. I'm I'm trying to like remember the sequence of events. Yeah, I can because I just, he had just fought he had just fought Electro. He fixed the little um electrical things, and then that's when he went to the feast. Yeah, I don't know. Now, it's, it's it's hard to forgive him, you know. Yeah. It's, now here's another thing though, Aunt May wasn't weak though. She was fight. She was willing to. She stabbed the Goblin. Remember? Yeah. In the neck, yeah. and she, she grabbed that me thing. Off the whole time. Yes, and she grabbed that thing off the ceiling to fight him. So she won't like just a weak woman. Like, yo, I'm not. I this man is gonna kill me. No, he. She was. Uh, he. She was willing to go out and fight him though. Yeah, because yeah. that nephew, that's that's Peter. Yeah. You know, she doesn't see Spider-Man, she sees Peter. Yes, and not only that, she grabbed all the serum um when they when Peter was having his spider sense, she didn't just freeze. She grabbed the stuff so Norman couldn't get to it. Well she no, she grabbed all the cures. She yeah, grabbed- yeah, my fault. Yeah, the cures. Yeah, I said the serums, but yeah, yeah. So I like that how she just wasn't like just a damsel in distress. Like she was making moves. Yeah. Well, you have to remember. She, I think, I'm pretty sure she started Feast or she ran Feast. Okay, you know? okay. So she she knows what has to be done. She's she's a businesswoman. Gotcha. Now, this is one of my favorite scenes, but I don't want to jump to, like, the best scenes, obviously, when the Peters come, right? I mean, so I'm just going to go with when Jamie Foxx comes back. And Oh, yeah, he, you know what? And I, I really wanted to get into that because... I feel like we've been talking about like Tobey Maguire Spider Man. We got to give it up for Andrew Garfield. Yes, hold on. Yeah, yeah. When we get to him, let's talk about when we saw the movie the first time. The ovation that he got in the theater. Ugh. I'm happy the second time I we went. Tobey Maguire got some more uh, ovation as well. I was very happy about that. All right. Well, let let's save let's save that let's save that. All right. All right. So, um, Jamie Foxx's Electro comes back. He starts off as I like this part. He starts off as blue, right? Yeah, like and, the uh, when it, when he first appeared in Amazing Spider-Man two. Yes, and it it had the electro theme music, ju- uh, exactly as as Amazing Spider-Man two. It brought it back. Well, just I I think just for like when he first attacked, and then it kind of went away. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But it just it um had that nostalgic feeling from Amazing it, Spider-Man. I mean, me personally, I know a lot of people. I feel like weren't crazy about it. I liked it. it it's catchy. Yes, I love that movie. Um, but Jamie Foxx actually did not. I think I told you guys. I maybe sent it to you. He did not like the blue suit. He didn't like being blue. Well, I'm glad he didn't. That's not the original um, Electro suit. Bro, when he came, came back on all- the end. When he came back in the end. Uh, with that mask and stuff. Well, I mean, he they updated it, but at least that didn't, one was. He didn't have to. a. I know. I know what Justin's trying to say. It still had yeah, the star. electrical thing. Right. It was still green and yellow. But then here's another thing, though. Here's suit. another thing. I know how you said that it's not like the comic when he was blue. Okay, because I was going to say a lot of characters have changed. I mean, Thanos they lightened him instead of him just being dark purple. 
but let's stay focused. Um, for Electro, right? His suit was not the same as the green suit. He had a Tony Stark art reactor, and they he had the same suit as Whiplash from Iron Man Two. Well, yeah, but it's it's more his suit is more related to the comics, the old comics, which is green suit. He did yellow, not have a green suit. He did he not have a green suit. He did. It's a green suit with a yellow star, with a yellow weird. Yeah. Light so light. the old suit, I'll get it, but the one in the movie was not green. It was um, a mechanical was suit. Well, yeah, but it was a color. It was a greenish color. <laughs> you you must have better eyes than me, man. Because you're reaching. Yeah, I'm not reaching. It was a greenish color with the yellow lightning around his face. Okay, I'll give but you the, the, blue, the light- only blue oh, thing if- was the arc reactor near his side. But yeah, he was wearing side. It was pants. A- seen something we didn't see. That's what I'm thinking. Because <laughs> we've seen it twice. Me, I was staring hard at that movie just to make sure. You were staring yeah. that hard at him. Shoot, I was making sure every single one to see exactly how they made that suit. All right. Well, he saw something else. We saw something else. But either way, it was a little bit closer to the comic than the Amazing Spider-Man Two. We'll yeah. go with that. He did have the yellow star. Mm, agreed. Yes. Okay. Agreed. So we'll we'll just go with that. All right. Now, um, Spider-Man, he doesn't. So in the uh, in the trailers, he has a black suit on. So we're thinking, oh snap, he has a new suit. It's just his um, one of his suits reversed. Because someone threw green paint on his suit, right? Oh, yeah. And you know what? Let me, I want to, I really want to say this because this is really blowing my mind. Mm-hmm. What's going on with Mysterio? Why did he come back through? No, I mean, why are all the authorities on his side? Did, have they not figured him out? I mean, is the entire world so dumb that they can't do a background check on this, that they can't figure this out? I mean, did he, did he completely, erase himself and, and then not only that not only that they erased themselves yeah and that's a good point and not only that you're telling me that the government the fbi or whoever the shield whoever cannot do an investigation to some of the people who are still alive who were with mysterio i mean like after everything peter parker did he helped he helped Defeat Thanos. Y'all can't go like, let's give him the benefit of the doubt. Let's let's help him out. Let's get Shield in here. Like, what's going on? I don't know. Like, yeah, well, they, why? Tried it. Well, they did look for Shield, but remember they said that, uh, what's the name? That um, uh, um, Fury. Yeah, Fury's been out for years. Fury. Like, what? Fury he's not. He's one just a facet of Shield. Shield can still function without him. Well, yeah, yeah you... they were trying to get to. They were trying to get. Um, for Fury for some reason. I don't know why they need Fury's decision on that. They could call anybody else. But they're like, Great. yeah, but Nick Fury hasn't been around. But because, you know... That's probably because Spider-Man Mysterio is the only he probably but knows probably is because Fury. when Mysterio was attacking, they saw Nick Fury when, you know, doing his thing. When uh, they were trying to get control of London again, they saw Nick Fury, so they guess they had to go and talk to Nick Fury, but Nick Fury wasn't around. And here's another thing, that the um the group that arrested Spider-Man, I guess uh, those guys, they clean up 
after destruction happens after battles and stuff because they're also in WandaVision. Yes. Yes, they're in WandaVision as well. I thought that was S.W.O.R.D. It, it yeah. has like two groups, like S.W.O.R.D. and then like another one, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, the I'm Department of Disaster Control or something like that. Yeah. Don't quote me. Please, for the love of God, do not quote me. But it was, yeah, it was I'm weird. pretty sure that there maybe be in another one of those superhero. Well, actually, Marvel the series. that department came out was actually right out was in the very first Spider-Man, because that's who ended up uh, firing, Vul- like, well, like pretty much ruining Vulture and forcing Vulture to kind of become of the villain he is. Oh, okay, I got you. I got you. Hey, and I, it remind me of that Vulture thing because there's something about the Vulture real quick that I, I'm gonna have to mention. Um, okay, so Sandman comes up, Spider-Man takes a cell phone to his chest so Mary Jane and Ned can see him to, I guess, help him fight the new electrical guy. Sandman pops up, Sandman teams up with Spider-Man, they stop Electro, but he is uh, kind of powerful, right? Because Spider-Man, he doesn't know what to do with him. It was a decent battle. I mean, I, I, if, if I was Justin, I, I would rank that almost lower than the Doc Ock Spider-Man fight. Really? I thought it was pretty good. I mean, if you're talking about like the flashy lights and stuff, but nothing really happened. Pretty much. Really think about it. it nothing really actually really happened. The Doctor Strange fight was more entertaining than that. Oh, absolutely, well, but we're not there yet. We're not there yet. Well, I, what I really enjoyed with that fight was the fact that me personally, I completely forgot that... um. Sandman had actually, you know, changed sides in the third movie and was like, you know, because he the entire time his motivation was always his daughter. His daughter. Yep. That's that's what he wanted. Always. And then wanted- when he I'm sorry, go ahead. No, no, no. I, I was done. Yeah. And then when he sees Spider-Man, he goes, Peter is like, what's going on? And then he's like, I'm trying to stop this electrical dude, but he's like, I'm not your Peter. At that point, I'd be like, bro, what? He was like, what are you talking about? Like, you're not my Peter. But eventually, they stop Electro. How did they stop him? Uh, they disconnected him to the power, pretty much. Oh, yeah. He pulled all the electrical things down. Yeah. Um, Jamie Foxx's butt naked. It's funny because he said that one line. He's like, so y'all just going to pretend that I'm not butt ass naked right now? He's like, then... yeah, I am. <laughs> <laughs> and then pretty- um Spider-Man's like, I think he was like, I'm not, uh, um, I don't know, I don't know. And then Sam is like, I'm not. Like, yeah, I'm going to acknowledge that you're naked right now. And then Spider-Man zaps him with the weapon that Doctor Strange gave him back to the dungeon. And then that's what Sam is like, yo, what are you doing? What you doing? Did you, did you kill him? Did you, you murder him? Are you yeah. a fucking murderer? The moment he started getting slightly taller, I was like, you're going to have to shoot him, Peter. You're definitely going to have to shoot him. <laughs> And then he's, and then he has no choice because I mean I don't think he could beat Sandman at that like he don't have any water or anything, and he's, his suit isn't equipped to beat him, so he's had to zap him real quick and he sent him to the dungeon. Yeah, all right, Chad, yeah, what you got? Should have explained that a little bit for past faster than shoot. Technically, I don't understand why he had to shoot Electro after he disconnected the power since well Electro's power. Runs through electricity. He's not gonna. He's already beat. What but he has to get. He has to get him back to. He has to get him back to the dungeon, though. He can't carry well, him. Yeah, he could have told him, "Hold on, I'll teleport you." He's that evil. Way, 
Huh? He's evil. Well, yeah, but uh, Sandman didn't know that. Oh, you, you shoot somebody and just disintegrate him right in front of their face. I can I can see where he's coming from. I mean, he already he already put on clothes. He watched this butt ass naked man put on clothes. <laughs> the least you can do is tell him, "Hey, man, by the way, I have to send you somewhere so we can get you back to your universe. I'm gonna shoot you now." I admit that, but at the same time, you know, when you put it like that, I see what you're saying. I see yeah. what you're saying, Justin and Chad. Yeah, it's like I was like think about it. You don't go. I mean. Cops are supposed to say freeze or whatever they're supposed to say to stop you before they shoot you. This is is a bad example, Justin. This is not even... Sorry. Uh, Let me me find a different one. Oh, a stoplight. What? You know, it turns from green, goes yellow, and then red for stop. Okay. Uh, well, you said find a better example. That's a better example I can think of on a fly. Yeah, basically, he's just saying that he should have just warned him before he um before he zapped him back to the dungeon. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. You so, Chad, know, since we're talking about the villains getting rounded up, we're gonna have to go into. We really do need to go into like what the whole premise is with Spider Man, the very start of the movie, because I feel like we've pretty much skipped over. Mm-hmm. Everything and going like right into the villains. Okay, and real quick, I wish they would have showed us the fight scene between Doctor Strange and uh, Doctor Connors. Yeah, just, just just give us a little bit of that fight at least. I mean, it was probably just holy shit! It's a lizard. Let me zap him. And no, 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 because remember, Doctor Strange had a scar on his face, so he got hit. Oh, oh. yeah, he got, probably got ambushed. Yeah. And then he probably would just like, okay, zoom, and just zap him there. But I wish we could have seen a little bit, because the lizard, he really didn't do too much. Could we at least get a little bit? But it was a long movie, though. Well, and then you have to remember, they didn't... Uh, what's the word? I'm... So, as it turns out, they actually didn't bring, like, physically the actors that originally played um, Sandman and Lizard. They just... Re- they used recordings from the movies they were in. Oh. They now they they use their voices. They they uh, let their voices be used, but they were physically never in the movie. Everything that was used that involved like their human personas was uh, from old from the old movies. Wait a minute, Doctor Connors, the lizard. Yeah. At the end of the movie, when they hit him with the cure, he went back to his regular self. Yeah, that was directly used from the Amazing Spider-Man. So just like the two... process for uh, Clint when he turned back into Sandman was just a reverse of when he turned into Sandman. So the how much money did they? Well, they still, was, they still... was never in the movie. They still use their voices. They offer their voices. All the dialogue they got mm-hmm. paid for that. They just had to show up. So they didn't, yeah, still... they just had to record their voices. That was it. Wow. That's yeah, a little crazy. Back. I didn't know that. That's a good fact to throw in there. Yeah, All right, so when you it? use anybody's voices, you have to pay them a oh, good amount. Course. Oh, yeah, I know they paid them. Oh, also, uh, just to give you a heads up, Chaz. Um, the Green Goblin was not the first villain 
I mean, no offense to William DeVoe, he was not the first villain in the Marvel universe. That's not what it was. Um, Stephen Dorff. Who? Uh, Stephen Dorff played Deacon Frost in the Blade series. He was the first villain in the Blade series. Oh. He played Deacon Frost, which so was Blade's it, enemy, which Blade came out in 1998. Okay, so is Blade a part of the MCU? Yes. Specific, He's a part of the Marvel Universe. Specifically that Blade. Well, not yet, but they say they're making another they Blade. Have to, the heads they up. have to draw the line. They wait, have wait, wait, wait. But Spider-Man's not a part of that. <laughs> Technically. He, but he, now he is. Yeah, now he is, but he exactly. wasn't back then. But now he is. Technically. Uh, on a technicality. But now he is. Now, hey, wait a minute. Now, wait, wait. I'll if give you this. That, if they get, if they get, um, what was his name that played Blade? I'm so sorry. Wesley Snipes. If they get Wesley Snipes to redo his part in Blade, because remember, they did say that, uh, spoiler alert, by the way, that apparently it was Blade's voice at the end of Eternals, then yes, you're absolutely right. What's his Deacon Frost is absolutely the first villain of the MCU. Until then, it is Willem Dafoe, in my opinion, unless okay. else says otherwise. Okay, but let's just clarify. At the end of Internals, that is Blade, but it's Marsha Ali. It's not Wesley Snipes. Well, there we go. Yeah. So now if they if they bring up the events of Blade. It like when we see him in the future, then again, I'll admit it. It's it's Deacon Frost. Jeez, by but, your, understand how Pulp Fiction counts as a Disney movie now? Wait, what? Huh? What is this? Well, I'm telling Where are you, you that's drawing what it is. these lines. Hey, I'm just saying that's what it is. No, you don't. It you, like when you, you don't just you say. And that's all that came in my mind. Was how did Pulp Fiction. Fiction get involved in this? It's only because. When I keep when you started talking about how William Defoe counts as the first person, first he's villain, literally of the MCU, what he's literally, literally been mind, brought into the MCU. So technically speaking, yeah, well, I didn't shoot, but he came in now, 2021. Back then, he wasn't. So technically, the first the first person for the Marvel universe would be. Blade's villain, Stephen Dorif. Like, you, your argument is so weak, Justin. I don't know what to say. I'm lost. Uh, it's Okay, so you're probably wondering why I said Pulp Fiction and Pulp Fiction. Nope, nope, no, I don't want to. I don't even want to know anymore, Justin. You don't? Okay, well, I, either way, I was I'm, giving a heads up because Pulp Fiction technically counted as a Disney movie. Because when it came out. Is it a part of the MCU? Is Pulp Disney Fiction was buying part of the Pulp... MCU? Huh? Is Pulp Fiction a part of the MCU? No. I then would... why are you why are you I talking was about Pulp a... Fiction? We're talking about Spider-Man. Yes, but I was trying to explain that. Never mind. Never mind. You know what? You might as well explain it because I feel like people are listening. They're like, I kind of want to know now. Well, this is a recording, so they're not really listening to us yet. Ah, but they will. Well, yeah, uh, but... Answer he can it. Cut through, he can cut Here. pieces off of this thing. And then why don't you just go ahead and explain it? Okay. <laughs> so in so when Pulp Fiction was coming out, Disney bought out their com- the company that was uh, funding them, 
So technically, they already greenlit Pulp Fiction because they didn't know what it was. Disney didn't know what it was. So they were like, yeah, you can keep making the movie. And when it came out, well, <laughs> Disney was surprised. But so technically, it was under Disney. That thing. does not make it. That makes it a movie owned by Disney. It does not make it a Disney movie. Well, not Disney movie, but you know, yeah, you it was a, it's a, it was a Disney movie, movie owned by a... Disney. It was a movie owned by Disney. I hate you so much right now, Justin. I okay, gave you... Chad, we just wasted like five minutes because about Pope Fiction. That's and not. Disney that's movie. not on me. What? Don't put that on me. No, 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 no. I'm putting it on Justin. He just wasted our time. Shit, let's get back to Spider Man. Chad. Please tell us what you're about to say three or four minutes ago about how we skipped over the premise of the whole movie. Okay, so Go ahead. I really just want to run this through because we literally been going like 30 minutes and we're not even we haven't even really connected too much with uh, Peter's mindset at the beginning and why this whole movie even happened because his life became ruined by the fact that the world revealed, uh, you know, he he's Spider-Man. Yeah. And I saw a meme that said, why didn't he just tell Doctor Strange to let everybody forget that Mysterio revealed who he was? Shit, wow. Hmm. Yeah, that might have worked. <laughs> that legitimate, that, <laughs> wow. <laughs> Wait, say that one more time. I saw a meme that said, why didn't Spider-Man just tell Doctor Strange to erase everybody's memory about when Mysterio revealed who he was. Yeah, pretty much. Why not just go to Doctor Strange and say, hey, can you let everybody forget that Mysterio revealed my identity? Boom. Bingo. Bing bong. I think that's copyrighted. You can't use that. We're going to have to cut that. Bingy bing bong. (laughs) That is absolutely copyrighted. You're going to get us. Look, I have nothing to do with this. That is all on uh, Zay. Uh, Get him out of here. Podcast over with. <laughs> All right, so go ahead, break it down for us, bro. Okay, well, so just I'm just gonna try to break it down towards like a couple minutes. That way we can get back to the, uh, you know, the real meat and potatoes. But pretty much after Peter, you know, all the the fallout of it all, which is pretty amazing, because you know we're having. You know, people find out his aunt and a uh, happy breakup, which is which is honestly kind of funny. Uh, and then I think the most interesting part was first thing first, you have uh, the Department of Disaster Control getting involved and they are really tearing into like his friends and family, which mm-hmm. is insane. And then luckily that gets kind of glossed over because apparently, legally speaking, Peter's pretty good. They kind of just glossed over it. Hey, isn't he a minor? I guess. So. Yeah, well, he is because that's what they threatened on May with the fact that yeah. he's a minor. And then, endangerment. and then, you know, and big reveal, Daredevil, um, Matt, I think it's Matthew Murdoch is his uh, official name. He, yeah. So that means everyone's in it, including Jessica Jones and Luke Cage, which I absolutely ship because, you know, they actually do get together. But I want them back together. I can't wait to see Luke Cage. It would be amazing if he if he does get shown, but again, I really want him with Jessica Jones. Mm. And don't forget about Kingpin. He's in the MCU now. He was in Hawkeye. I heard about that, yeah. He's officially in. I mean, yeah, they're definitely bringing them all in, which is great. Amazing. Uh, so then, okay, so we legal problems 
pretty much gets swept under the rug, except for Happy. Happy is absolutely going to get screwed, <laughs> which is so funny. Um, so then we have, I think a really big part uh, was when he goes back to school and you have the principal, the teacher, and the coach, and you see those two dynamics where you have the principal who is just like, hey, you know what? Just do you, Spider-Man. You have uh, the one teacher uh, who is like all about Spider-Man, huge fan, absolutely believes in him. And then you have the coach who was like, nah, Mysterio's right. You're a fucking murderer. <laughs> he does say that. He does say like, he's a murderer. Yeah, like, like uh, Mysterio's right. He's <laughs> <laughs> <was> like, yeah. <laughs> you know, and you, and you have all that and you, you know, he just, I feel like he wants to go back to that normal life, which is why he goes on top of the roof. It's hard because he doesn't have that anymore. You know, he's just going into senior year. You have the blip. You have being a hero. He finally finds himself with um, uh, with uh, MJ. Aunt May's cool. He has Ned as a friend. You know, everything is right in the world. And then it just all goes to crap. Then he has to get Dr. Strange to help him and his friends out. Yeah. So they can get into MIT and try to get them to forget that he's Spider-Man. But that goes away. Yeah, I, and you know, I have to admit, I, I had no idea how spiteful Mysterio was, because you realize he didn't even really care about Spider-Man. He just really hated Tony Stark. Oh yeah, and he wanted to be remembered as a as like a hero. Because remember, and um, what is it, No Way Home? He wanted to be remembered as a great hero. Yeah, but he, he just wanted to be remembered as a great hero. Just to spite Tony Stark, he just wanted to be a greater hero than him. Yeah, I mean, Tony did screw them, right? I mean, it's he's vengeful. I mean, I can't remember. I really feel like we should have like rewatched all the Spider Mans before you know starting a podcast. But anyway, from what I remember, they all got fired for good reasons. I believe so. Now, I, I imagine maybe some of them, I bet some of them weren't even fired by Tony, but by Stark Industries. And maybe there was some sort of, you know, wrongdoing involved in it, I imagine. You have like a large international company. I imagine something's going on. And then I also imagine a lot of those people were fired because it went from being a big weapons manufacturer to being more about technology. And a lot of their stuff was kind of weapons. Pretty much. Yeah. So, I mean, these are these are people that invented some pretty dangerous weapons. And then I imagine also like legal teams, PR. That's how they were able to make a great story. That's how it all came together. But it's all to spite Tony Stark. And it just sucks that Spider-Man is the one that went down. Yeah, I mean, he is, it's almost like a passing of the torch. But uh, he has to finished unfinished business left by Tony Stark which is almost like sort of like a father figure a mentor to him so Tony Stark's sins get passed on to Spider-Man he has to finish the job yeah and there's and a lot have... of stories there's a lot of stories just like that I'm not surprised it's a good story though yeah and then and he also... like you said earlier it was um a good development of his spider sense his Peter Tinkle yeah it was abs- it was absolutely needed but then you also have to remember, like, what what exactly happened during those five years, uh, you know, with Stark Industries? Is that when all those enemies were being made? 
Or is this before the time skip, you know? Matter of fact, some of those people that were mad at him might have lost their jobs because they blipped and they didn't get them back. Maybe that. Good point. And Pepper Potts was leading um, because she didn't, as far as we know, she didn't, uh, what do you call it, blimp? Yeah, no, she didn't blip because they had a kid. So she was still controlling the company. So shouldn't they have been mad at her? I mean, it's a whole, it's a whole thing. You probably could do a whole new series just on that. Yeah, there's a lot, there's a lot to it, but pretty much uh, with the whole catch up about the premise, you know, the fallout with Mysterio leads him to, you know, because he doesn't want his friends to not go to college. And he even said it like when he went to go uh, find the lady. So, so anyway, I keep on skipping. Anyway, he, they all try to apply for college, him, Ned, and MJ. They don't get in. And that's kind of the final straw, the legal trouble, the police, uh, the drones, Mysterio, all of that just culminates into, you know, the straw that broke the spider's back was the fact that him and his friends could not get into MIT. Yep. And he's, you know, that's enough. That's it. I'm not having my friends suffer anymore. And he goes to Dr. Because Steve. I'm Spider-Man. Yeah. Just because he's spider So, yep. So, Dr. Strange helps him, but Speeder keeps changing the spell while Dr. Strange is in the middle of completing it. And then everything goes awry. Uh, Dr. Strange takes the spell and he uh, he puts it inside like a prism to keep it under control. Yeah. But we find and, out that it actually was never under control. Well, no, it was under control. It just stopped from expanding. Everyone that had already been summoned were summoned. That was okay. it. And when he goes to tell that lady on the bridge, um, my friend should go to MIT. And that's when we get to the part we were talking about where Dot Ock comes and all the villains appear after that. Yeah, but let me, I, I really want to say this. I feel like him and Peter really should have had a discussion about this spell. I mean, I know he came at Peter, but they really did not talk about in depth what exactly Peter wanted to go on. Yeah, and, he, Pete, and then Peter never actually, like Dr. Strange said, he didn't call the school and say, you can't do this to me just because I'm Spider-Man and my friends. Yeah. I'll give him that, but he really should have went more into the specifics of the spell because Peter had no idea what he was going into. Nope. Because and- when he when he, when he he wanted his wish, he was like, oh, everyone who's learned now after Mysterio knows that Spider-Man is going to forget. Great. Perfect. Like, no, everyone's going to forget that Peter Parker is Spider-Man. Everyone. All the relationships you made are now zip, not a nothing. Yeah, and then that's when they sort of thought about the people that they wanted to remember. Honestly, I think he only needed Aunt May, MJ, and Ned. And, uh, and Ned. Yeah, because maybe happy because happy helps him with Stark stuff. Uh, yeah, that's it. That like those oh, four. And, uh, Nick Fury. No. Nope. Nope. No, no, because, no, no, because think about it, bro. He can't be an Avenger if no one knows he's an Avenger. No, they just wouldn't know that Peter Parker is Spider-Man. Spider-Man would still be an Avenger. Woo! Okay, okay, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Okay, the so... Person, I would say... No, 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 but think about it. In Infinity War and Endgame, there are some people who knows who he is because he doesn't wear his mask the whole movie. Yeah, but they're all heroes. Is that what you're yeah, talking about? Yeah, they just wouldn't know who the kid was. Yeah, pretty much. But they would know Spider-Man. Spider-Man did this. Yeah. Can't remember that the kid is Peter Parker. It's like, it's that line. 
It's just like how when everyone ends up, you know, with the end of the movie, he's still Spider-Man. That's why no one's like, oh, who is that? No one's pointing out. They know that's Spider-Man. They just know who's behind the mask. All right. So that's basically the premise. Yeah. Now, let's get to, because um, it's almost done, let's get to the reveal of all the Spider-Mans that came in. Justin, um, you can take the first one, talk about them, and we'll get to the final battle, and we'll end it right there. What, you mean like Andrew Garfield? Yeah, which one do you want? You want Toby Maguire or you want Andrew Garfield? Toby Maguire. Damn uh, it. So, uh, Ned, like um, Chad said earlier, Ned, uh, no, no, I think Justin said it. Ned gets magic powers because they still dot the Stranger's ring. Okay, we can't do this. Yeah. Who, who wants to talk about the battle between Spider-Man and Doctor Strange because it is absolutely amazing? Uh, I'll take that, actually. All right. Okay, so like you said, um, so we're really going back like 20 minutes now. Uh, so Peter has just met uh, Green Goblin at Feast with his aunt, and, well, he's met Norman Osborn. So you have to remember that. Uh, so then they get a ride back with Aunt May in the old Feast truck. Uh, back to where Doctor Strange is, and you know, he. This is the moment that really decides uh, where the movie is going. He finds out that every single villain that's been trapped there, except for really Sandman, all end up killed by Spider-Man, or they end up dying because of Spider-Man in a way. So, right after learning that, Doctor Strange appears zaps uh, Green Goblin into his cage and goes like, all right, let's get them the hell out of here. And, you know, you have Peter's like, well, no, they're gonna die. And I feel like this was a bad choice by Doctor Strange, because again, I feel like he keeps forgetting that Peter's a kid, and he's not about making these, like, dark decisions. Yeah, like, really gritty decisions. I don't think he's about that. And he's like, you know, they probably died for a reason. We don't know the multiverse. I'm a wizard. I know what I'm doing. <laughs> and, you know, he's just like, yeah, we're, we're doing this. This is what's happening. I'm going to take my little magic Mises cube and I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to zap him. That's it. And of course, Peter's not having it. So freaking shoots him into his, steals the cube, shoots him into the prison and bucks it. <laughs> and Doctor Strange just walks out. Well, yeah, because uh, I'm Doctor Strange. I'm a wizard. Yeah. Now, here's a really cool part. Peter's outside. Of course, Doctor Strange beat him to it. He's like, Peter, don't do this. <laughs> I'm magic. You're not getting away. This isn't happening. And freaking soul blasts him out his body. Popular move with wizards, apparently. Just soul blast someone out the body. You win. And here's another example of how kind of OP his spider sense is. His body. Well, and when, when you say when you say OP, we're talking about like OP squared. Yeah, yeah, it is. And I feel like people like everyone knows that the spider sense is actually is really amazing. But sometimes they go. Sometimes it gets glossed over as something that can just tell when his life is in danger. And other times it's something that can you know almost predict the future. Or yeah, something not like all the time that it, it works though. I mean, there it, are certain villains that it doesn't work on. Yeah, well, Venom makes sense after he, you know, fuses with um Spider-Man, Spider- but for the most part, he can usually sense danger. 
which that also threw me off from that commercial. Because I thought yeah. Venom was going to be a main, a good, uh, like one of the characters in this movie. I did not know he was going to be in the movie. I didn't think he was going to be a villain in the movie. I didn't think he was going to be involved at all because he it made no sense to me. Yeah. So yeah, I understand so, now, but when I saw it was like one of the commercials, it shows um, Peter. You being mean the by you Venom. mean the post credit things, right? No, no, no. It was um trailer. It was one of the trailers that I was watching, and Peter got was in control, like. Game control fighting off Venom. Where did you see that? Yes, where did you see that, bro? I don't know. It was watching TV, and it was one of the commercials that popped up. Are you sure you weren't watching like a Spider-Man Three commercial? Maybe. No, because it was. That's... It wasn't Tobey Maguire. It was Marvel Spider-Man. Tom Holland. Yeah. Sorry. I don't know, man. I. I could not tell you where that is. I've but never. I don't know. That. It was just some of the things I saw. I was like, "Oh, all right and then." Well, well, I guess it didn't happen. I guess they actually cut that commercial. I only saw the commercial once, and that was like really early. All right, but let's get back to what you were saying okay. about them fight. Um, Doctor Strange and Spider Man about to fight, and he takes Spider Man to the mirror dimension, which I think we've only seen. Very Doctor Strange. Yeah, I think we only really saw it in Doctor Strange. So anyway, they have a big fight across New York, and then somehow they get all the way up to the Grand Canyon. Not exactly sure how that works, but I'm not even going to argue with it. (laughs) All right, so they fight all over New York. They fight on top of a train. It was an amazing visual. Yeah, and then he freaking beat him with math. Geometry at that. Man, if you, I mean, at that point, I was like, yeah, this is a Disney movie, all right, you know. And so I'm just like, drugs, I was like, Spider-Man is really that good? Well, yeah, he has to be. You have to remember, I feel like in a lot of movies, and in the Spider-Verse especially, they, t- oh, no, and even in the games, they talk about how him web sw- swinging involves a lot of math. Yeah, but it was just amazing to see him beat a, um, Doctor Strange. Who has magic and Spider is Spider Man is just using his intelligence and webs. Well, most magic is mathematics and science. Yeah, I think. Well, yeah. The open the saying is magic is just science that hasn't been explained yet. Yep, pretty much. All right, so Spider Man beat. Um, Doctor Strange in his own mirror dimension takes it and his goal is to help all the villains and basically he gets all the villains the treatment that they need he fixes Doc Ock and he's no longer crazy and Peter makes the scene uh, makes the line where he says "I um, this is the reason he's always so angry is because he always hears the voices in his head from the um yeah. So that's when we get to the part where Electro is about to lose his powers. Um, but Norman Osborn starts tripping, and that's when Spider Sense goes off. Go back to what we said earlier. That's one of the best fighting scenes in the entire movie. Bro, when he was just punching his face. And he was laughing. Beating down his face, and he just kept smiling at him. I was like, okay, that is, that is not a villain. That is a force of freaking nature. 
Hey, hey guys, here's another part. When did uh, Norman get his suit on? He mysteriously had, had his suit on when he was beating Peter. Didn't, he was. He had it he on had the, whole it time. the whole time. He Even just when put he, clothes over it. Oh, that's what that was. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, you can right. see that I, little I, bit I of green that was on. right near his neck. Yeah, well, he had right. it on the whole time. My question is, when did he, like, where did he go? Well, him and Electro, where did they go to upgrade their clothes, like their gear? What was that about? I don't know. They went somewhere. That's a good point. They, I guess they went somewhere and just was like, yo, I need this. Because they, because, uh. They're both they, geniuses. They're, they're both absolutely able to create suits for themselves. I have no doubt about it. Because Norman Osborn was a military weapons, like, expert or whatever. And then Max. Um, he was absolutely, he was a scientist that dealt with electricity. Yeah. He and created that, a whole city listen, grid. And if you listen to that, Norman also says there is no um, Oscorp in that universe. He goes, he says, I went to my house. Other people are there. He said, my son, he didn't say where he was at. And then he just goes, there's no Oscorp. So he well, was there just is lost. Stark Labs. They were moving all those, all that equipment from it. We're not talking about Stark Labs. We're talking about Oscorp, man. Well, oh no, yeah, I meant that. But you were asking where they probably got all their equipment from. Oh, well, yeah, they probably could have robbed them. I have no idea. It's just, it's just, it's one of those questions, you know. It's like I'm kind of interested, but not really. All right, now, so Peter's taking a long time because may um his grand his grandma his aunt gets killed. Yeah, that then, really that's absolutely like we broke over. That's one of the saddest parts of the whole thing. But you know, it's it's necessary though. It I like I, like I said earlier, it's what <clears throat> makes Spider Man Spider Man. The line that comes after you know, like with the death, with great power comes great responsibility. Yeah, but she tweaked it when she said must also. Yeah, she did tweak it a little bit, but it's always the same. It's always yeah. the same. So she dies. Spider-Man now is emotionally devastated. He's trying to figure out what to do. Then they cut to a scene where it's uh, MJ, MJ and Ned and they are trying to find Peter because she's going to press the box to just send everybody back home. So Ned, now that he's got some wizard powers, you know says, what? I, what? You know what's unfortunate with that, though? What? It doesn't even matter because no one's going to know that he has magic. Doctor Strange still know who Ned is. No, because the only reason he knew who Ned was was because he knew who Spider Man was. That's now what Ned doesn't. Now Ned is just a regular person. I well, mean, he always was, but no. Yeah. I mean, he no. can use magic, but there's no no one's going to teach him because they don't know that he knows magic. But and he they, won't find out you, because he doesn't know Spider Man. Yeah, exactly. Which kind of right? He would have. He probably would have ended up getting trained. You know, that would have been really cool. It All also right. threw me off uh, when um, Aunt May stabbed um, William Defoe with the uh, serum. I thought that was going to be the start of the um, Super Goblin. Because, you know, due to the fact that him, uh, Osborne and Peter were working on that together. I, I just thought maybe the serum was incomplete or he gave him a fake one that just wouldn't do anything. Yeah, I thought he tweaked it for himself, you know, so he can take control of um, Osborne completely. Well, 
Well, basically, yeah, pretty much. But anyway, so the spider, so the, they ended up, they end up summoning the spider guys. Yeah, and the first one because we said it was okay. Well, first it was Andrew Garfield, then it was Tobey Maguire. Um, so who? So Justin, go ahead. Tobey Maguire comes through, and he sees Andrew Garfield, right? Yep. And there's like they're almost in sync. They both shoot webs at each other really quickly. Of course, because they can sense each other as a Spider-Man. All right. I was hoping to see Madame Web in this. Uh... Now that's too Spider-Verse. Yeah, I mean that's you would need multiple Spider-Mans for that. There were multiple Spider-Man. You you know what I mean, my guy. Well, yeah, but I mean, still, it's still <laughs> three different. Pe- I was like, that's three different Peter Parkers. When uh, Strange Magic got out of control, I thought that was when I was going to see her. I was like, here she comes to snap her fingers. Because mm-hmm. it almost reminded me of um, that um, Spider-Man game where it's like Mirror Dimensions. But either way, back to uh, Andrew, uh, Tobey Maguire. Yeah. And I was hoping for a, you know, a bigger round of applause for when he showed up. Mm-hmm. I was like, this guy should be a little bit loud. They should be a little bit louder for Tobey Maguire. Andrew Garfield got a huge ovation the first uh, the first time we saw it, Chad. Yeah, yeah unfortunately. Tobey got a little one. He got a little one, just a little clap. How was the claps for uh, the Spider-Mans when you guys saw it yesterday? They were pretty equal. Yeah, they were a little bit louder for Andrew Garfield. Yeah, they were a little bit louder for Andrew Garfield. That's our boy. <laughs> pretty equal. Love Andrew. Yeah. I was like... Don't, I was like, don't understand why. No offense. Right. I mean, love the guy, love the movies, but Tony McGuire, come on, paved the way. If he messed up on Spider Man, we wouldn't even be really talking about Spider Man. I mean, it would have been a long time before we had more Spider Man movies. All right. So basically, all the Spider Mans get together. They go to a lab, they meet each other, they meet Peter. Their grand, um, their uncle Ben dying. How it's all the same. They're all the same. They go to the lab. They create the cures for each other villains. Um, basically, they do it for their own villains, except for Peter. He has to take over two others because he doesn't have any personal villains in this movie. So they go. They go to the Statue of Liberty that's being remodeled for Captain America. They set the cures there, and they go to fight all the villains. Um, but the Peters cannot work together because Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire, Peter Parkers, don't know what it's like to work for, as a team. Um, so Tom Holland's part on um, Spider-Man, Spider-Man, Spider-Man does because, like he says in the movie, he's like, "I'm not trying to brag," but he's like, "I was a part of the Avengers," and then that's when Tobey Maguire goes, "Oh, that's so cool! What are the Avengers?" And he basically says that. Um, that's Earth's Mightiest Heroes, but it doesn't really matter. And they team up. Now they go to fight. What happens, um, guys? What? You mean once they were in sync or after they were in sync? After they was in sync. And now the real fight starts. The first person they take I'll take the first one. The first one they take out is Sandman. It was hard because he's so big and he can be everywhere all the time. But they get the cure for him. 
and they take him out. Right. All right, what happened? Next. We just lost... Uh... Uh, I know, I'm saying just go ahead. What happened next? Okay, so then... Uh, so, they get him... They stop Sandman by getting stuck, getting him stuck in the Statue of Liberty. Then, I believe they went after the Lizard. Was it a Lizard or um, yeah, Doc yeah. Connor. So the Lizard, so the Lizard, he he was fighting, but he wasn't doing too much. But he sees that Ned and May and MJ can't close the portal, so he runs into the portal to get them. Right. And then um, uh, Tom Holland's Spider-Man goes. He goes in. He fights him off. And then he eventually gets the cure for him when Doctor Strange finally appears. Because Doctor Strange right. was over the Grand Canyon. I think he said for like an hour or days or something. A couple hours. And he comes mm-hmm. through. He sees everything that's happening. Um, so, and all right. Then... So, that happened. Then, uh, I think next they get Electro. And right. he had full control of both of the Spider-Mans, remember? Well, of course, because he had the um, arc reactor right on him. The power of the sun in your hand. Yep. So the, he has control of both Spider-Man ready to take them out. He's holding And he's basically just taunting them like, yo, I got y'all. And then all of a sudden, uh, Doc Ock shows up. Doc Ock returns. Doc yeah. Ock Acts like he's going to take both of the Peters out, but he doesn't, and he grabs the art reactor right off of Electro and pulls it off of him, and then he takes the cure and stabs him with it right in the art reactor area, and his powers are drained. Yeah, because he forgot Doc was still in control of his arms. Yep. So, yep, so then... After that part, after that happened, uh, now just as everything seemed to be working out, Green Goblin returns. When Green Goblin returns, he grabs the box out of Doctor Strange's hand. Everybody is trying to grab him back, and he throws the box. They pull him back, and they get the box, and they look, and Doctor Strange sees that Green Goblin put one of his pumpkin bombs in there. Boom. And across the whole sky, all the Spider-Man villains are about to come out. And Doctor Strange tells Spider-Man, he's like, "Yo, they're coming to get you. This is because of you." And the Spider-Man tells him, "Hey, just I don't forget who I am." So, but just before he has to fight Green Goblin one more time, one on one, and then Green Goblin says that line where he goes. He sees how Peter is like, Peter, you have all this power, but too weak to send me home to kill me. And then Peter was like, no, I want to kill you myself. And he beats the living soul out of Green Goblin. He destroys him. Well, of course, he's been holding back his punches, just like um, when Andrew Andrew Garfield Garfield was talking about, sooner or later, I realized I wasn't holding back my punches anymore. Yeah, um, and I realized that after Gwen died, that... after Gwen died, Andrew Garfield became spiteful and bitter about her death, and he stopped holding punches on everybody, and that's yeah. what Tom Holland Spider Man did. Yeah, and I could tell he was holding back his punches when he put that hole through the shield. Woo! Facts when he like, knocked him down and he tried to jump on him. 
Yeah, I was like, bro, one good punch, man. He's dead, bro. He literally tried to punch a hole. He punched a hole in the metal shield trying to kill him. Yeah, even though I can't, you can't really say that well, it killed him because he's Goblin is powered. strong, too. Yeah. So they're fighting. Spider-Man does a move where he, like, webs him and then, like, power bombs him with webs. Mm-hmm. And then he's about to kill Green Goblin. He takes his own glider and he's about to stab him. And then Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man flies down. And he says, he, no, he doesn't say anything to him. He just looks at him. He just looks at Peter in the face. Yep. Peter number one, right? Yeah. He looks Peter number one right in the face. And then Peter Gets is about stabbed. to, oh, Peter number two, which is uh, Tobey Maguire, Maguire, right? He gets stabbed. And it's like, and it's like, no, he just got him. Like, no, he just killed Toby Maguire's. Yeah, but I think he got stabbed in the first movie too, didn't he? I can't remember. He does say dude, that it's line. It's been a while. Dude, it's yeah. been a while. I was like, that face looks familiar. Did he get stabbed in the first movie? It's been a long time. Yeah, since I've seen like the what, 2002, 2003, 2002, if I'm not mistaken? Yeah, and I mean, I used to watch that thing like every, I used to watch that thing every time it show, came on TV, and I was like, just love watching it, but then I, over time, I just stopped watching it. Mm-hmm. So he like, basically, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, I totally forgot. I can remember bits and pieces of it, but not the whole thing. Got you. So he does that, stabs him. Peter gets, um, Tom Holland's Peter gets secure, stabs Norman. Norman goes back to normal. Like, he's like, what have I done? Um, Then the good part, um, Tobey Maguire's, he, Peter, he does not die. Andrew Garfield, all three Spider-Mans hug each other. Peter says he has to go talk to Dr. Strange. Dr. Strange says, hey, Everybody got to forget who you are. He goes, kisses Mary Jane and Ned. They hug. The Spider-Man flies away. A couple months later, Peter tries to make Mary Jane remember who he is. He doesn't do a lot to do it. But right. he basically just realizes that both of Ned and MJ are going to MIT. So he just says, you know what? I'm just going to leave it like it is for now. And Which is leaves. hilarious because I thought she was about to remember at the end of that thing because she said, I will find. <laughs> I will yeah. hurt you if you don't. If you don't, she told Peter that if he didn't come and find her, she said I would like hurt you, and she said no matter what, like I'll come and find you. But she didn't remember who he was because I guess he said right now he just doesn't want to mess it up. And then to end it, it's almost like Spider Man Three or Spider Man Two, where Peter gets a new apartment because he doesn't have anybody. Which it's I'm a- glad that the. Um, the guys who made the movie made the same apartment that they made the video games. Yep. Not only that, I mean, now he has, like, instead of having, like, um, uh, Spider-Man 2, where he has that little radio where he lives a police phone, and he decides to create a whole new suit that looks just like the original one from back in the day. Yep. And he swings away over New York City, and it ends. And then there's an end credit where Venom doesn't come and fight. He said, he goes, I'm about to find this Peter Parker, this Spider-Man guy. And all of a sudden, he vanishes back to his universe. But what happens at the end, Justin? He leaves a piece of himself. He leaves a piece of the Venom well, symbiote. Well, he didn't try to leave him. Yeah, it just happens to he fall off. He wasn't planning on it, but a piece of him is left behind. Is left behind. 
and then that's the end of the movie. It was this movie is literally the best Spider-Man movie I've ever seen. It's a ten out of ten. It's every you you can't rank it low at all. It's that good. I don't know how you can't how you can. I mean, you got everybody right. in this movie. Everybody. So we're gonna end it right there. Chaz, thanks for joining. Justin, thanks for joining. We'll see y'all again next time. We need to really get our uh, Wi-Fi in control, though, because we've been losing people. Yeah. So, all right. Peace. We'll see y'all soon. Have a good New Year's. See y'all next year. Peace. Peace. Welcome to a brand new episode of Quarantine. It is me, your host, Zay. I'm here with the family, with the cousin. I'm here with Johnny. What's up? What's up? And today we're going to be talking about some wrestling because tonight is the Royal Rumble. So we're going to make our predictions about what we think is going to happen on the show. But first, um, Johnny, I don't know if you heard this. You ready? It's not about wrestling, though. I know it's a wrestling episode, but it's not about wrestling. You ready? Mm-hmm. Ready. Tom Brady just retired. No! The GOAT. He gone. He's Tom Brady. Now, when you say he the GOAT, are you saying he the greatest quarterback or the greatest, greatest player ever? Greatest, greatest quarterback. Do you think he's better than Peyton Manning? Yes. Oh, all right. I don't think he's better than Peyton. I think he was on better teams. Nah, he better. I think he better. All right. Well, you got work today, bro? Nope. Oh, that boy it's off up. today. We're the Royal Rumble. All right. Oh, yeah, got the Royal Rumble. We're going to be texting the whole way through. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> or we could do a live pod while we're watching it. But we couldn't. Oh, we can't add the audio though. If I'm not yeah. mistaken. But we'll have to see. But also, before we get to the Royal Rumble, are you going to get WWE 2K22? No. You not. You don't. You don't play WWE no more. Do you even play? I, do you still play your game? I still play 19. Because I, you, I was at work the other day. And you hit me up and you were just like, you was like, I, you told me you were just playing 2K, and I was like, oh. I was like, I ain't played that in a minute. Two K is the one. Two K nineteen is the one with Seth, right? Yep. Yeah, some bull that, crap. That that Say that again. That some bull crap happened in that game. When I was playing some bull crap. Yeah. Damn what? Two um, that two K is actually pretty good. I never played the one with Roman and Becky was on the cover because I think it said it had a lot of glitches or something. And, oh, two K twenty. Yeah. Yeah. I think. Yeah, oh. I don't think I got that one. Oh, I think for my 19, I think Styles, Styles is on the cover. 18 is Rollins. Uh, hold on, let me look, because there was one There was one that I had that, because you know me, you like to play wrestling games. And yep. I decided, because me and my friends, we have a game night, and we always try to figure out different, we play board games and uh, games on the PlayStation, Xbox, VR, whatever. And I was like, you know what? Because none of them watch wrestling. But they remember playing the games as kids. So I was like, I was like, you know what? I was like, you know what? I'm gonna try to get them to play WWE. They were iffy about it, right? Because like, man, we don't play wrestling no more, or whatever, right? Uh-huh. We played that joint for like 
every Sunday for like a whole like two months, and we loved it, right? I got to yeah. see which one it is. I got to see which one. It was either 2K18 or 2K19. And I think, two, I believe it was 218. And it was really good. Like, we really enjoyed it. And then I decided, I think, to get the one with Seth. And it they changed it, like the Steel Cage match. They changed it the way you did it. Um, I was mad because, all right, you know how one of the things you used to could do is you could run to the ropes and then you could do like springboards and different moves off of the ropes without having to climb to the top rope. Yeah. Remember that? They took yeah. that away from Seth Rollins. I think they took it away off the game, but I know they took it away from Seth. They just completely um, took a whole bunch of his moves off that they had and they just took them away and they lowered his rating. And I was just like, you know what? This is bullcrap. And the two highest people up there was obviously Roman and, of course, Brock Lesnar. And and I just and I just didn't like it no more after that. I mean, we played it and then we kind of just faded out, but we didn't really play it much because they had changed the controls. All right, now, what would you think for WWE 2K22? What do you think Bobby Lashley's rating is going to be? Rush, it should be as high as um Roman. It should be low, like. What if it's lower than Roman? It should be like what lower by one bar, by one bar, maybe one or two, right? One, one, one okay. Half well, I would think, I would think, I would say maybe two, okay, because Roman has set the belt for so long and he hasn't, he cheats the win sometimes, but I mean, I don't think they really put that in consideration for the game. So, I would think at least two, you say one, all right, but I, I, I can see what you, I can see what you're saying. Roman is a 95. Try to guess what Lashley is. 94, 93. Keep going down. 90? 91. Jeez. Oh, yeah, that's going to change. That is one thing that I've never understood about 2K since WWE uh, teamed up with them to make the game. Where do they get these ratings from? Yeah. Lashley should be at least a 93. They're crazy. I have a question. Why don't 2K like, ever make people like 99 in wrestling games like they do in basketball? I mean, is anybody really a 99 other than maybe like a legend in their one of their they prime the le- years? They don't uh, make legends in nine. I mean, well, who's had a year that was, I, I guess, the year that Brock Lesnar beat The Undertaker and he went on that run? That would have been like a 99 year because he didn't need to cheat the win. Now, that should be like a 90, 98, 97. Because you can't yeah, give, at the same time, you can't give everybody a 99. Yeah, they, yeah, they don't, they, hold on, they do 98. So I don't think they do 99. Uh, I'm not sure. I haven't played the game in a minute, but there has to be Stone Cold in like 1999 or something. 1998, when he was probably like a, well, okay, well, if, you know how, you know how wrestlers overall can change in a game from year to year? Yeah. If they choose a Stone Cold, like Stone Cold 98, then his rating probably could be like a 98 or something. But. 99. Say it again? At least a 99? Yeah. He didn't lose so, a match. Like, don't, so, he probably didn't lose a match at all that year. Pretty much. Right. So who do you think could be right now a 99 in WWE if they put them in a game? Well, I say if you put this person in the game, but they're not a WWE wrestler. But. Mm-hmm. I picked somebody else in WWE. All right. Um, let me think. 
The only person is Roman. That you can say. So, yeah, the only person you can say is Roman. Really, do you really think yeah. you can put him as a ninety-nine though? No. Yeah, I, I mean, I think the ninety-five is probably the best you're gonna get. Honestly, uh, John Cena. I know John Cena probably at one point was probably at ninety-six or ninety-seven on some games because he was. It was one point where he could get the soul beat out of him, but you know he just wasn't going to lose. <laughs> yeah. No, like in my in my line, like wasn't there points where he would just? Yeah, nah, you're I, right. I guess technically he would have been unbeatable. But it was like he would take a beating, but he would never lose. Like, you know, yeah, John Cena going to retain the title unless it's something crazy. Yeah. And not only that, you remember when Randy Orton was in Legacy? Yeah. And then he lost the WWE title? I can't remember yeah. who he lost it to. But there was a period where he stopped wearing – Um, it was when he, he stopped wearing wrist tape. I don't know if you remember. He stopped wearing wrist tape. And he just, it was just the tattoos in his arm. That was it. He was unbeatable right after he lost the WWE title. I still remember that because it was like, yo, every match he won, and no one would get the best of him afterwards. Like, let's say it's a match, and maybe it was a fatal four way or something, and he didn't get the pin. He would just RKO everybody. It was really like, yo, he is unstoppable right now. No one could touch him. And I think I would say that year he could have been like a ninety-five, but yeah. <laughs> so I don't know if you remember that. I still remember because he stopped wearing the wrist tape, and it was just like he would RKO anybody anytime. He didn't catch no L's after he lost the belt. I was like, "Yo, this is how you book somebody after they lose the belt, even though they're a top star." He was not catching no L's. So yeah. All right, so Royal Rumble tonight. I got the match card right here. I'm trying to um, now the way they got the card set up. I think this is gonna be the actual order because it, this is what I'm gonna tell you from bottom to top, right? So I guess the, the I think top the first is match usually the like, main event, huh? I think the first match would probably be like Edge and Maurice versus and no, actually I think it's gonna be Usos versus Viking Raiders and then Edge and Maurice in them. All right, what all right, what you said that must gonna be on the pre-show because that's not on the main card that I'm looking at. Oh, yeah. So, from bottom to top, this is what I see. It says matches, and then it tells you uh, what the matches are. Universal Championship, Roman versus Seth. WWE Championship, Brock versus Lashley. Uh, Raw Women's Championship, Becky versus Dewdrop. Mixed tag match, The Miz, Maurice, Edge, Beth Phoenix. And then it has the 30 Women Royal Rumble and the 30 Man Royal Rumble. There's no way they're going to do two Royal Rumble matches back-to-back. No. Because they're literally like an hour. Yep. And then, Here's what they're going to do. They're going to split it. Not only that, when do they do – when do you have a Royal Rumble and the Royal one of the Royal Rumbles aren't the main event? Is that normal? I can't remember. It, they'll probably start one off with the Royal Rumble, have to do the whole card, then like last, then like last match will be the Royal Rumble. Right. Or they can make Roman and Seth headline it. But I don't see them doing that. I don't see him doing that either. Is Roman Reigns so big that now he outdoes the Royal Rumble? <laughs> <laughs> Megastar level, the biggest Royal Rumble. Yeah. All right. Well, you know what? Let's go ahead and we'll start with the women's Royal Rumble match. Uh, there's a lot of uh, – have you? Because I don't know if you've been watching wrestling as much because you work. The Forbidden Door they've been talking about. 
I don't know Mickey if you know James. Mickey James. Yeah, Mickey, Mickey James. James is going to be over there. Yeah, I'm excited uh, for that one. I heard that they asked the formerly the Iconics, who are now the inspiration. They asked them to do it, but they turned it down. They said no. Uh, now, this is this Sasha Banks returned on SmackDown last night, right? And I doubt she's going to win. She slapped um, Charlotte, but I doubt she's going to um, win the Royal Rumble. It's probably, and I know Charlotte is going to be in the Royal Rumble. She's not going to win. So, who do you think is going to win the Women's Royal Rumble? I only got two picks and one surprise pick. But either way, they're my top three. I got either Bianca Belair winning it. Okay. Back to back. Naomi. Okay. Ronda Rousey. Ronda Rousey. All right. Now, uh, I. Okay. All right. Hold on. Ronda Rousey won. Have you heard that she's supposed to be coming back? I think she might come back. I, don't, I haven't heard nothing about her come back, but I think she might come back. All right. So. But she just had the baby, like, December or something. But I've heard that she may come back. And if she comes back, then, I mean, <laughs> I think it's a foregone conclusion that she's going to win it and face Becky Lynch, right? Yeah. But if you really think about it, does she really need to win to face Becky Lynch? She only lost one match. She could really just literally just come back and be like, yo, Becky, you got lucky. It was a triple threat, not one-on-one. Let's just run it back. But you know how the wrestling business works. She's been gone for two yeah. years. Yeah, yeah. No, you're right. You're right. She's been gone for two years? Yeah. Wow. I didn't really – time fly about so fast. I literally did not know it had been two years. Um, I do like what you said about um, Bianca Belair because that, that, technic- that makes sense to me, right? Because I'm not going to say she got screwed, but out of nowhere she lost the belt to Becky Lynch. She kept trying to get it back, and she couldn't. And a redemption story will be the Royal Rumble and then beat Becky at um, WrestleMania because who else can beat Becky? Who I don't even know who's going to be a heel or face because Becky is a heel. Try to be a heel at least. Or they could do, they could do Bianca versus Charlotte. Oh, facts, facts. But no, no. I like that match as well, but this is what I'm saying. But the story would be her redemption against um, Becky Lynch, though. Yeah. Like she yeah, yeah. Now I do think um if she did win she could face Charlotte too because I remember Charlotte saying how good uh Charlotte was saying how good Bianca Belair was. She was saying that she had the it factor and stuff. That would be mm-hmm. a great match. And Charlotte barely loses. Imagine her actually losing a one on one match fair and square at WrestleMania. If she can beat, she beat Sasha Banks last year. She won this year and beat Charlotte. Woo! Facts. She, she she gonna be goaded. Facts. Now here's another thing, right? Now that we're talking about, I agree with those two predictions. Uh, I don't think Naomi's gonna win. I because the Naomi storyline where she keeps facing Sonya Deville, I, I really just don't understand that. What is her beef with Naomi at this point? I could see Sonya not being in a match and then eliminating. Um, Naomi out of spite or something. But then, what's the conclusion to that rivalry? 
I, I don't get it. Saudi. Oh, there is a Saudi show. Yeah, you're right. And I guess they can face one on one Lumberjills match or something like that. <laughs> no, we passed that. Make it, you can't make it no like a no rules match because the it's not even that personal. I don't see what the end goal of this is. Usually the end goal is like you get that yeah. person fired or I don't know. So you lose she can't be an authority figure anymore. Yeah, or you uh she she wins and then she gets the crowd behind her and then she finally goes for the title or something. Like Stone Cold and Vince McMahon. I, I don't know what the what they're doing with that rivalry. So Yeah. Here's another one that I don't think is gonna win at all. They said that Lita she's gonna be in the Royal Rumble. She had a little back and forth with uh Charlotte. But if she if she won the Royal Rumble, like do I really want to see her versus Charlotte? No. Be- no, because this Actually Lita versus Charlotte, yeah. Lita is this still Lita. No, no, hold on, hold on. Remember when Lee- when Charlotte faced Trish Stratus? That was a pretty decent match. Yeah. But if you like watch it and you good at you know wrestling, she carried her, which is understandable because she don't wrestle. Nah, she didn't carry her. You, bro, bro, stop the count. You're trying to tell me Charlotte not carried Trish Stratus in that match. No. They they both did good. When this pod is over, please go back and watch the match and tell me. I'm not saying that Trish Stratus is trash. Not, not at all. I'm just saying she hadn't wrestled, and then she's going to wrestle the best female wrestler in WWE history one-on-one. I still remember the match, though. Mm-hmm. All right, well, I will have to check it out again then. But yeah, and as she faced Lita, I mean, mm-hmm. so, I just can't see how that match is going to be good. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, Bianca Belair said that her dream match, uh, mm-hmm. WrestleMania, like, no, I don't know if she said WrestleMania dream match, but her dream opponent would be. Beth Phoenix. Mm-hmm. Beth Phoenix is her dream match. Beth Phoenix is whose dream match? Bianca Belair. Oh, snap it is? Yes. So, think about this. Now, we, of course, I want to see Bianca. Well, I like Bianca Belair a little bit. But, um, the Glamazon is back. That means she can face her at WrestleMania. Then you can get Lynch versus uh, Ronda if they do that. And then Charlotte, I guess you could get maybe Bailey. But, I mean, I've seen that a thousand times. Or I guess you could do But then what about Sasha? Because this going to leave Charlotte off the pay-per-view WrestleMania? Because, I mean, she's so good. Mm-hmm. Unless they would do mm-hmm. unless they would do Charlotte. Unless they would do mm-hmm. Sasha versus Tony. Sasha team up with Sonya Deville to take out Naomi. There's a lot of possibilities. Or her and uh, her and what's a hey, what's her girl name that betrayed her? Bailey. They betrayed Bailey. And they face for the tag team championships at WrestleMania. They they reunite or something like that. They're not gonna reunite. They not fit to reunite. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so, yeah, my prediction, um, like I said, I agree with you. I think it's either going to be 
uh, Ronda or it's going to be Bianca Belair. So mm-hmm. I agree with that. All right, next, the Roy, the man's Roy woman. Then this one is harder. Who do you think is going to win the man's? No idea at all. I'm trying to think. It may, look, maybe Big E will win it. But now I don't, I don't think so anymore. Honestly, that's the only one that I think of too is Big E. Because I, I can't see. They haven't been, they haven't pushed anybody. Now I heard a couple different scenarios, but I'm thinking Big E. Th- that's that's what I'm thinking. And when we get to the other matches, I'll say why. Um it might not be Big E or it might be Big E. But who else could you see? Because, I mean, I, I can't see this one happening, but I'll just throw it out there in case Seth wins the title. Maybe Kevin Owens? No. Can't see exactly. it. Exactly. So what else, what else do you see, bro? Who else? Surprise. Someone's, a surprise got to win. I don't know who it's going to be. What if it's somebody from TNA and they win it? Who would they have? Moose? Moose is the only person I can think of. That's the only person I can think of that could actually win it. <laughs> but I doubt it, but that's that's it. But, yeah, nah. No way they would give TNA that big of a boost by letting their world champion. He would probably get squashed at WrestleMania. Happens, I'm, I'll be done with WWE. <laughs> just my They'll probably just do it because it's a rival company. Oh no, trust me, Moose ain't against Moose won't go for it. Right. Moose will not go for it in real life. He, he ain't going for it. probably yeah. Nah, he went, bro. He'd be like, yo, you can't I you can't let me get squashed. You gotta make me at least look competitive. I don't gotta win. Plus Moose, plus Moose did say in the past he don't like how WWE treats black wrestlers. Oh, he said that what'd he say? Other than that part, what else he say? That that's pretty much the big headline on that. I think it's from oh, like okay. Years ago, I remember well, when he they, said it. Mm-hmm. Well, they did a they've been doing a better job the last couple of years, that's for sure. But nah, I see, I see what he was saying. Yeah, plus, him and last year had a great rivalry back at TNA before, before last year left. All right, so the next one, uh, I think it's pretty obvious. I don't think we really got to go too deep. <laughs> uh, Becky versus Dewdrop. <laughs> Becky, Becky Lynch. Um, I'm not a huge Becky fan, but I love the uh, the mic skills, especially when she was a face with the Ronda stuff and the Charlotte stuff, uh, the heel stuff. I mean, I'm not really amused that much, but Becky's gonna win. I don't. If there's a, I'll just turn off the TV. Like, yeah, this is fake for sure. This doesn't even make sense. Because then who would do drop face? Bianca Belair. Liv Morgan. <laughs> then I guess it would just do Becky versus uh, Ronda at WrestleMania. Just a one-on-one match because that's all I can think of. And I don't – and this is the one thing I don't like because we don't got to spend too much time on this one. We never got – We hold, it, hold up, wait, wait, wait. Hold up. Let's say Ronda doesn't come back, right? Yeah. Imagine. It just hit me. Imagine. And you like this woman. Uh, I don't think she's really that good. She just seems clumsy a little bit. But imagine Becky Lynch versus Nia 
have Nia Jax win. And they can go off a win. Nia Jax punched her right in the face, broke her nose, and caused her not to be able to face Ronda at Survivor Series. I could, <laughs> I, could I would like that because I if I can't get Ronda, then I'll take that. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, because yeah, I like that. That's that's you got a lot of story to tell in there. Cause she could come back and be like, I cost you all this stuff because I knew you was weak. I knew you couldn't live up to the expectation, blah, blah, blah. I like that one. And <laughs> oh, and I'm just gonna throw this one out real quick for the roll rum. I know it's I don't think maybe if Alexa Bliss was the goddess, but not as this demon character, Alexa Bliss. Cause I don't she's not real popular. What's going on with that right now? But yeah, we both agree Becky's gonna win. Now here's yep. the, this is all right. We're gonna go with the WWE Championship, and I to me, you may have a different um, opinion. What you think gonna happen? I'm gonna let you go first. But to me, I think it's pretty simple. What's gonna happen? What do you think? I got no idea who's gonna win this match. I think maybe they might have a rematch later in the future. All right. No matter how, how it turns out. Okay. This match pretty hard to predict, though. You got Lashley, Lashley um as peak right now. You got Lesnar as peak right now. Peak Lesnar, peak Lashley. All right. Them two have career backgrounds all the way through, even to the MM, UFC MMA stuff. What I'm thinking. And pure amateur college wrestling. And pure and wrestling. Both, and both did MMA. Yep, they both did MMA. They both are beasts in, in amateur pure wrestling. Yup, Brock and Lashley, facts. They both are literally just like each other. I mean, it's, all, it's, all, it's basically all the same. Yeah, yeah, basically. Except for the military part. Yeah, except for that. Mm-hmm. But of course, so, slight difference. Say that again? Of course, a little slight difference. Yeah, slight difference. Brock Lesnar but, weighs more. I don't know if you saw the weigh in. With the, with the clothes. With the clothes. <laughs> with the clothes. Like, he, because he hit the the story is he doesn't take Lashley seriously. Oh, don't worry. He ain't dominating Lashley. I know oh, that. Yeah, he's not, do- he not dominating him at all. In fact, Lashley could get the best of him. For real. Yeah, so who's the heel? Because it looked like they were. They were making Bobby Lashley a face a couple weeks ago. Now it's like he's the heel, but the good guy is making the bad guy look weak. Yeah, we're going to see how this goes. Yeah, because Brock Lesnar, I mean, clearly he's the good guy, but they were making Lashley a good guy when he was facing Seth and Kevin Owens. But now he's like the bad guy, the good guy, but he's saying, I don't even take this guy seriously. Like, who are you? I don't he he comes to the way and he wears his clothes and laughs and makes jokes. So I never seen a storyline like that. Maybe I have, but I think Lash is going to win. And mm-hmm. there's a couple ways. Roman Reigns is going to come and screw Brock Lesnar because he don't like him. Because I'm pretty sure they're going to do. Uh, Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns at WrestleMania. Because who else is there to face? The Rock's not coming. 
Dan. That... Say that again. Oh, oh, you you can go. Yeah. Then it could be. Uh, Paul Heyman screws Brock Lesnar and joins back with Roman Reigns, but I don't believe that um, Brock Lesnar is leaving with the WWE title. Uh, unless they just run it back in Saudi Arabia or something, that that could happen, and he could face Lashley again. But I'm pretty sure Lesnar is losing the title by getting cheated by Roman or Paul Heyman. What you think? Now here's what I think about Roman Reigns. I thought about the other man, Roman Reigns coming in too. Yeah. Here's what I think is gonna happen. Roman Reigns coming. In. If Roman Reigns coming, he's taking them both out. He's gonna piss both of them off. He's screwing both of them. He's gonna come and attack both of them. It's gonna be. It's going to be no contest because Roman Reigns is going to beat both of them mercilessly. Okay. Then for that to happen, Reigns will probably have to lose his title and either and either try to go at Lashley and Reigns. Maybe he could be a triple threat at WrestleMania mm-hmm. for just dumb three for the WWE Championship. Or Reigns keeps his title, screws both of them, screws both their matchup. And then you got the Universal Championship and the WWE Heavyweight Championship on the line at WrestleMania. This is going to be a three-way with Lashley involved because Lashley don't like how it went. Okay. Lashley was screwed. Now, my only thing about that is I don't think that's going to happen because Raw and SmackDown are two different shows. They haven't – I don't think they're, they're going to unify the shows like they used to do. So I, I can't really see that part. Now, you know I'm a huge Seth Rollins fan. Yeah. I do not – I don't like his character that much, but he still puts on great matches. Um, I don't think he's going to be the one that beat Roman Reigns for the title. It's just no way. He's going to beat him before WrestleMania for the championship after 500-some days? No. I think the only person possible that could beat Reigns right now is Rollins. The only person you think is who? Possible to beat Reigns right now is Rollins. You as far really, as before WrestleMania. Bro, you really believe WWE are going to let somebody, I don't care who it is, beat Roman Reigns before WrestleMania? Um, well, I see it's a pr- shocker, maybe. Maybe. Say that again? Might see a shocker, maybe. I can't see it. I can't see bro, it. And then, and I'm not even gonna lie. If he faces Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania, I can't even see Roman still losing the title at WrestleMania. The only way he's going to lose it, bro, is a Money in the Bank cash in. That's it. <laughs> unless I was about to say, unless Big E cashes, um, wins the Royal Rumble and challenges at WrestleMania, I could see that him losing the belt. But then, what about Brock? Unless they're gonna do Brock versus, um. Lashley, a rematch. And then here's another thing. Here's something else. Here's something else. Are they going to let Goldberg Billy beat Bobby Lashley without a third match? Yeah. That was so dumb. Did you see that match, right? Yeah, so. How are you going to let Bobby Lashley lose to old Goldberg? No idea. I was was like, wow. It's Bobby Lashley. (laughs) Goldberg is not even the same dude. Like, come on. 
Still a good match though. Anyway. That's the like oh, yeah. the ending. And then and then here's another thing, bro. Do they keep breaking up the hurt business? No idea why they got broken up the first time. <laughs> I don't understand either. They were so good. You break them up. Then you randomly put them back together for the Goldberg thing. They never come out together, really. And then when he about to face this, then you just break them up again. I don't understand. And then this time it was different. Oh, see, this is why I said Bobby Lashley was the face. He was becoming the face. The Hurt Business attacked him. He didn't attack them. <laughs> Who's writing this stuff? I don't. Some of this stuff just it just doesn't make sense. Imagine Hurt Business screw Lashley tonight. Yeah, but then who does Bobby Lashley face at WrestleMania? Both of them? No, not them. Of course, he's gonna take both of them out before Mania. Yeah, and we're gonna see. It should be good. This 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 is a good card. That match. And we keep talking about um, Roman Reigns screwing uh, that match up. That means his match would have to be before theirs. Because he would, he would need to be like, oh, I lost my belt. I'm going to go mess them. <clears throat> I'm going to go mess them up. But I can't see him losing the title. Okay, we can see this. Kevin Owens could attack Seth Rollins and cost him the belt because he's like, I wanted to be the champion, not you. I mean, that could happen because we know he betrays all his opponents. Not only that, okay. wrestling, Seth has been getting huge pops like he used to do when he was a champion. He's yeah. really getting people cheering him. So how do you make him a, even a bigger baby face like he was? Kevin Owen betrays him for the title. But I don't want to see that WrestleMania. I already seen that. Man, if Owens betrays the Rollins, I'm going to be pissed. I like Kevin Owens. I'm, I like I'm still gonna be. I don't know, bro. This is this is actually a good card. There's so many scenarios, and I think the reason, uh, because I I'm saying this stuff is because I believe it's going to be Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns at WrestleMania. Because there's literally nobody. WWE doesn't. Uh, we talked about this on a podcast like a long time ago. WWE doesn't make stars anymore. They don't. You remember when I was saying all the people that WrestleMania and it's always people from the past except for Drew McIntyre. And I'm pretty, yeah. sure, I'm pretty sure Drew McIntyre. You see what I'm saying? You would think that they would build people up to face Roman Reigns. But they don't. He faced the who? Edge. Brock Lesnar like two times. The Undertaker. Uh, who else did he face? Uh, Triple H. You see what I'm saying? It's always people who are from the past. They don't build nobody. You could use Big E. They could have. They really could have did something with Big E when he was a champion. But then once COVID happened, everybody had got COVID or whatever. Roman Reigns had got COVID. Then they just gave the title to Brock, which has created some good stuff, right? Because we finally get Lashley versus uh, Brock. But it's not a C. Really, just trying to yeah. see, bro. They're big stars. They got they built Rollins up, building him back up star. because he kind of went out. He kind of he kind of fell off a little bit. He yeah, Seth Rollins is a star in WWE. Yeah, no facts, but they don't have big stars like like I always had to hate to break up the Attitude Era because it was so long ago. 
But you had Stone Cold, The Rock, The Undertaker. I hate to say this one. Triple H. Um, I mean, it it was like you had Kurt Angle. You had Chris Jericho. They, even though they weren't always in the main event, they were still like stars. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Still big people. Like they could be in a championship at any time. Does it, does it still feel like that right now? They only got Brock and Roman. And then everybody else is like Lashley. Lashley. You, you think Lashley on the same level? Yeah. Now, yeah, Lashley. Now he is. Yeah. If he, bro, you put him on the same level, you know what he got to do? He got to submit Brock Lesnar clean. Submit Brock Lesnar clean with the hurt lock? Yeah, he'll go through the roof. Then Joe make um, Lesnar pass out. So they can run it back, right? Yeah, so they can run it back, yeah. I like that. I like that. So instead of Brock tapping, because Brock Lesnar tapping would probably, like, shatter the screen. Because it's like, no way. Pass out. Yeah, the best that they would do is just like Brock, like they'll say Brock is too tough, he wouldn't tap, and he just passes out. And then they'll keep they'll they'll word it so it's just like Brock Lesnar was just too resilient, he wouldn't tap out. He'll never, he's the beast. Blah 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 blah. blah, blah. So it's like Brock, like, I would rather you kill me than for me to tap out and then it can But I like that idea. But we're gonna see. I'm ready. We're- Lord, it's three o'clock. It's, it's about to be four, but I'm ready for to see this. I am ready to see this. We're gonna see who predictions was right. We'll talk about it as the show go on. Did you take off the watch, or are you just off today? Just off today, but I was gonna take off anyways, regardless. Oh, you, <laughs> you gonna take off just to relax or just to watch it? To watch it. <laughs> you got the app. You don't need to take off. You wanted to see it live. I still see it live, yeah. <laughs> I know what you mean because if I don't watch it, if I don't watch it live, then I probably won't go back and watch it. What I'll do is I'll try to pick out certain matches, and then I'll be distracted doing something else, and I won't even finish it. And then if you got Instagram or Facebook, people always spoil it. Go on the internet at all? No TikTok, I, nothing. No YouTube, I try no not TikTok. To, but sometimes you get like a notification about something. And somebody oh, message you, and then it's like, let me go check real quick. But most times, I'll just literally, I will just delete Instagram, so I will not go and spoil it. Same thing. I don't know. Did you see Spider Man No Way Um Far From Home No Way Home? Yeah, I saw Spider Man's the movie. All right. I would not get on Instagram. I wouldn't get up there because someone would have ruined that for me. I don't know what I would have did, bro. That movie was good. Yeah. All right, bro. So let's end it right here. Still got a while before we gotta watch the uh watch the pay per view. Oh no, no, it's not pay per views no more. Premium live event. That's the new name. Still pay per view. Still. Pay- <laughs> All right, bro. So let's end it right here. Anything you want to say? Anything you want to drop? Nope. Follow me at quarantine podcast underscore on Instagram. Peace, we out. Enjoy the premium live event. Yes, yes.